This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. Because in our day, you didn't just get time out. You got your ass whooped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you carried an ass whooped to your and room. And then you were left in your room, so you would, they wouldn't bother them while you were crying about it. I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame you. Most people feel insecure once they find out. I can go ahead and be 100% assured when I say that I am not jealous <laughs> or worried about your penis, okay? So you literally stewed like a sociopath <laughs> in the fucking attic. <laughs> Like, <laughs> All five-year-olds are sociopaths. Don't fool yourself. You were the angry ghost in the attic for a couple of days. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks. A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar. A.K.A. Danger Zone. A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller. And A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Okay, so growing up around my house, kids didn't get or receive phone calls. I know it's hard to believe with the fact that every 10-year-old has a cell phone these days and we track them with little tracking apps and you know we have to make sure we can keep up with them at all hours of the day. But as a kid around my house, you didn't even answer the phone unless my mom and dad said it was okay. We rarely got any time to make any phone calls unless it was to one of our grandparents or to one of our cousins or some shit like that, but never to just like one of our friends unless mom and dad said it was perfectly fine. You can just see him at school or see him at church. I don't need you tying up the phone. And that was okay because as a little boy, I didn't really want to get on the phone and gossip and talk and shit like that. But besides not really getting time to talk on the phone when I was a little kid, the one thing we were told we would not do is play on the phone. Now, I'm sure some of you guys out there made prank phone calls from time to time, ordered too many pizzas and sent them to people and shit like that. But for me, I never did. Mom and dad said, don't play on the phone. And I've always had a healthy and robust fear of my dad before and during his time in jail. And I still will have this healthy and robust fear when he gets out because I've never done 20 plus years in jail, but I'm pretty sure it won't make him any less scary when he gets out. Like I really doubt we're going to be sharing feelings and emotions and shit like that. But the point is when mom and dad said don't, I typically didn't. Well, one day I'm sitting at home doing dishes and cleaning up our single wide trailer because mom and dad asked me to. And you can hear the word asked when I say it, but just know, I mean, they told me to, so I was doing it. And I'm up to my elbows in soapy water when suddenly the dogs start barking in the front yard. And when I say they're barking in the front yard, I don't mean like somebody jogged by and they're like, hey, get the hell away from our yard. I mean, they are losing their mind. Like something has changed and they need to let everybody inside the single wide trailer know about it. You can buy the best security system in the world, but if you just put a dog in your front yard, you don't need to worry about sending text messages from your alarm system or watching video feeds. When somebody pulls up in the front of the house or tries to get into the house, you will fucking know about it if you have a dog. So as soon as I start hearing the dogs barking, I immediately go to the back porch to try and check and see if somebody's pulling up or if there's something I need to know about. And what do I see walking up the little red clay path to the back of our trailer? Except my mama and papa. Now, this sounds like it's a great visit from Mama and Papa in the middle of the afternoon, but it wasn't really normal for them to come out here. They lived over an hour away, and they would never just show up like this out of the blue. But I'm stoked to see them because grandparents are awesome, and mine were no exception. Mama's one of those people that would do anything for the people she loves, and that goes double for grandkids and kind of triple for me. See, I'm the oldest son of her youngest son, and I actually lived with my Mama and Papa for four or five years. And Mama always would say shit like, you're my pick, Shane. I love you so much. And 
you know, she would do shit like this at Christmas in front of the other grandkids and stuff. So it made Christmas is really, really uncomfortable sometimes, but she always had this special place in her heart for me. So when I see them walking up the back, the back uh, path, I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. Mama and Papa are here. And she looks at me and she does not have the typical smile she always has on her face. She looks at me and immediately says, are you okay? I can tell this isn't a social call and I'm immediately like, uh, yeah, why? What's wrong? She looks at me and says, you called me on the phone. Don't you remember? Mama, I have no idea what you're talking about. You called me. You said, Mama, please come help. My hands are on fire. So I grabbed your grandpa, Papa over here, and I put him in the car. We came out here right immediately and wanted to make sure that you were okay. Now we need to go to the hospital and make sure your hands are okay. And I hold both my hands up to Mama and I say, Mama, I'm fine. I didn't, I didn't make that phone call. My hands are not on fire. I was actually washing dishes in the house. And immediately her tone changes from concern to being a little bit pissed. Then why the hell did you call me? You, you should be ashamed of calling me like this to get me to come out here and, and try to just see you, Shane. You can call me when you want. You can get your mom and dad to drop you off at my house. You don't have to have me drive over an hour out here. You realize me and your papa were just in the car for over, and she goes on for the next three or four minutes just railing me. And immediately I can tell that this has gone from an impromptu visit with mama and papa to dun-dun-dun playing on the phone. And immediately the fear kicks into my head saying, holy shit, dad is going to think that I was playing on the phone if mama tells him about this and I'm going to be in all kinds of fucking trouble. Mama, I didn't call you, I swear. Why would I lie to you? I promise I didn't call you. I start pleading and begging for her to believe me. And after a few minutes, she starts to soften up and she comes on inside and we talk about it a little bit more. I'm like, Mama, I didn't do this. I promise. Look, I've been washing dishes. Like I've been cleaning up around the trailer. Like I'm trying to make sure that I do everything mom, mom and dad asked me to. She starts to believe me and we ended up having a nice visit and everything was normal. Like she didn't talk anything else about anybody's hands being on fire or anything like that. And they got in the car and left after about an hour and everything was fine. Well, a couple of weeks later, I found out that my cousin Tina had actually been cooking something at her house when a grease fire sprung up, splashing some grease on her hands. And instead of picking up the phone to call her mom and dad, she picked up the phone to call Mama. And crying through the phone, she sounded apparently like me. So without even hearing which grandkid it was, without even knowing which one it was, without ever hearing the words Tina or Beverly, which is my aunt's name, which is Tina's mom, Mama and Papa immediately jump in the car and drive all the way out to our house an hour away just to come and make sure that I was okay. When I think of this story, I always think that maybe I really was Mama's pick. And maybe Tina should have been a little bit more specific about exactly who she was and whose hands were on fire. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us anywhere you can find us out there because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag PodernFamily. Now, Podern family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross promote each other spread the word about badass independent podcasts and basically create a family out of absolute thin air if you go to twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and family you're going to find our show as well as other great shows like the anansi storytime podcast the i'm talking to jew podcast and the podcast review show and this week on episode 146 half the man we're going to talk about a couple of things starting out with kenny being a runaway at one point and then later on we're going to talk about a huge change that i underwent that's going to change me from here forward. So check it out. We'll be right back. 
not too fun down there, is it? No. You see, your actions have consequences. When you oppress people, they rise up in a fiery anger. Go home. We're not like you. We're grown-ups, motherfucker. I've started recording. So, did you ever run away as a kid? Um, I made the idea, or I, I kind of told people I was going to run away, and I never would carry out on it. I ran away like three or four times. <laughs> How far did you get, though, when you ran away, technically? Well, sometimes pretty far, but the best time was I didn't really run away at all. But I was gone for like three days, and everybody was up in an uproar. You ran away from home for three days. Well, I never left. Where did you go? Were you hiding <laughs> under your bed or some shit? No, what I did is I packed up some snacks and stuff and went and hid in the attic. <laughs> like... Man, one of those things Are you, you fucking serious? Like, you just hid in your attic. Yeah, you know how you have the string, you pull down the hatch, and the ladder comes down? Did you have a ladder, or was it like one of those fold-down staircases? It was things? like a fold-down ladder. It was more like, it was a staircase, because you were going pretty much straight up. Oh, okay. This is over what is now Vinings, but it was really just poor part of Smyrna. <laughs> so I climb up in the attic, and I used the rope to pull it back up behind me. So hold on. Let, let's walk through this. So what had happened before you decided? Oh, I'm sure I was mad about like having to clean my room or some, some injustice that an only child would feel so outraged an in, about. An injustice anywhere is an injustice anywhere. And I was like, I felt. was like five. Okay, so you're five years old. You get mad about not being able to clean your room. What supplies did you bring on this big trip that you were taking to the attic? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and fudge rounds. How many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches did you bring? Like two. <laughs> so you're gone for three days. Well, I came back down later when they were gone. <laughs> so you would wait for them to I wanted leave the, the house. I wanted the dramatics of running away without any of this discomfort, like the cold or hunger. So I took my little cot I had, a little cot uh, sleeping bag deal. I took that up there. And I put boxes around me so, like, even if they came up there, which they never did, by the way. They didn't really, I mean, they were looking that hard. <laughs> Slackasses. They were concerned. They're like, oh, well. I was, I, was, I, was, I was the oldest grandchild. I was like, money. So <laughs> Your mom and dad were like, fuck him, dude. He's gone. <laughs> You're him up in the attic. Let's let him sit up there for a couple of days. Your grandma and grandpa. That's actually what happened, too. My mom heard me rummaging around up there. I was, they were not too happy. So, so hold on. I want you to, know we've been looking for you. I want to go back here. I, I don't want to get too far into it here. I want to go back to like you've made the decision that you're gonna you're gonna run away. I don't even think it was three days. I don't think it was a day and a half. Maybe I think I slept. Up so you there. slept up there one night though. <coughs> How scared were you the first night you slept up there? I wasn't by scared yourself? at all. I was mad as hell, and I was I was pleased with myself. <laughs> so were you crying like the angry tears? Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like sure. sitting around, they're, they're gonna miss me when I. I think they went somewhere. And, they, and somewhere, like as a little kid, you had no desire to go, but the fact that you didn't get to go pissed you off. Like when they were going to to buy plants. Yeah, they were probably going to like Pike's that. Nursery, and I, somewhere where I'd just be bitching about being there the whole time, so they didn't want to take me. <laughs> and they got the stupid ass neighbor kid to watch me, and I was like, hey, "This motherfucker, this should be asleep and not." No Hold time. on. So you were being watched by somebody else when you ran away. Uh-huh. So there's another kid that they put in charge She's of like you. She's like a teenager. And to punish this, like to punish your parents, yes. you scare the shit out of this teenager because she now has to report back to your parents before there's a thing of cell phone, like a such oh, thing as cell phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, she has to report to your parents, I have no fucking idea what I your kid I was in trouble, gone. so I was supposed to be in my room. So she was never supposed to even interact with me. I don't know how that went down with her and my parents. 
but I was supposed to be in timeout basically <laughs> because in our day, you didn't just get timeout. You got your ass whooped. <laughs> oh, yeah. You carried an ass whooped to your and room. And then you were left in your room. So you would, they wouldn't bother them while you were crying about it. Well, when our parents, this is one thing that our parents didn't figure out until a little bit later on, at least my parents in the beginning, being sent to your room was like, Okay. Oh, no, not for me. <laughs> I, I, they never clicked that all my toys and shit were in there. No. It just, if I was told I had to be somewhere, I did not want to be there. My mom and dad would say shit like, go to your room. And they'd be all serious about it and shit. And I'd be like, okay. I would lay on the floor and kick. (laughs) I'd be like, dude. I'd be dragging me and I'd be holding on to door frames in the hallway. And I'm not going to Not me, dude. I'd be be like, I'd try to act sad and be like, oh, this is so sad that I have to go to my room. I'd immediately start playing with G.I. Joe's. I'm going hard. And then when I'm in there, I'm going to punish the household. See, this is (laughs) as loud as I can. You don't love me. You were just a bad fucking kid. Yeah. There's no way around it. So you they were left a me bad child. Just, they left me and I've been tormenting them all day. So they weren't none too happy with me as it was. And the babysitter was out there and I just quietly came out of my room and we had an attic fan. Remember attic fans? Oh yeah. I had one in my last house. Yeah. They're awesome, but they're loud. So there's no way she could hear me. And I'm all like pulling it down. Carefully. So the attic fan is on while you're fucking oh, yeah. mission impossibling this fucking ladder in the hallway. And I get up there, I got my bag packed. <laughs> I got my Hold little, on. So got my you, little Scooby-Doo backpack packed up or whatever it was. So you ninja'd into the kitchen to make some sandwiches. I already had the sandwiches. <laughs> so you were playing the long con, waiting on your parents yeah, to leave so my mom, like earlier I was in trouble, but my mom let me go in the kitchen to get a yogurt or some bullshit. And I'm all like. <laughs> Stuff in my bag. I'll teach them. Were these sandwiches in bags or were they just thrown in your backpack? They were in bags. I was very organized. I had a compass and I had a you periscope. Had a I had one of those preschool periscope things so I could peek down and look, see what's going on. Didn't work very good. I'm just imagining this fucking, in your mind, this is a huge oh, grand dude, this plan. This is fucking like, this is the most assassinating Hitler. In, this is the most important fucking thing II. you've ever done in your life up to this point. At five years old, this is a monumental decision. And then I made a Ford out of the Christmas tree box and some other boxes. So what did you do to entertain yourself over this day and a half? Sat up there and, and plotted. <laughs> so you literally stewed like a sociopath <laughs> in the fucking attic. <laughs> like you, All five-year-olds are sociopaths. Don't fool yourself. You were the angry ghost in the attic for a couple of days. <laughs> rumbling around. I'm pretty like, sure they knew I was up there in retrospect. They were like, let's just let him sit up there. I'm willing to bet your dad was like, fuck him. <laughs> I could hear your dad right now. I could hear Ken being like, ah, fuck him. If he wants to be out there, let him be out there. Let him play with the Christmas decorations. Yeah, nothing other there's going to hurt him. <laughs> then I ran away when I lived off Hurt Road, where I lived when we all met in high school. I ran away and stayed in James West trailer until he sold me out when my mom called him crying. What? So your friends knew that you were a juvenile delinquent way before you accepted this. Didn't you? Um, I, at the, in the beginning, I could be honest. Uh, when, if we go all the way back to when I met you, like the first time I ever met you, I thought you were just a raging Star Wars nerd. I really did. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into. Like you show up and you've got all these Star Wars books of like these Star Wars role playing games and all these races of Star Wars characters that I've never fucking heard of. These things don't exist. These are just bullshit. I'm sorry, you couldn't afford books. <laughs> Hey man, if those books didn't have words about Jesus in them, they didn't have any place in my house. Okay, that's was, the way my mom. I was felt. asked to bring those books. Thank you. Right, sure. David and them wanted me. To I'm willing to bet you had those books in your backpack everywhere you went. Dude, back first then. of all, they were Eric Jeffries' books. 
<laughs> I took him from his old flasher ass. Um, <laughs> I hope he's mad too. <laughs> Fuck him and Ray. Dude, stop it. Um, yeah. But going back to uh, the first time I met you, I had no idea that you were a sociopath. I had no idea. I'm not that, a sociopath. I had no idea of some of the things that we would get into. Um, but so you ran away to your friend's house. How long were you at your friend's house? All right. So time? James lived on the other side. All right. So there's the subdivision roads. Uh-huh. And they were off of Hurt Road, which is like the. Now it's not a big road, but when you're 14, <laughs> the big road. It was a huge road back then. So he lived on the other side. And James was crazy and wild. And uh, one day I got mad at my parents for some bullshit. And I packed my bags. <laughs> a little bit more substantial this time because I'm like 14. Did you have any peanut butter and jelly? No, I don't think I took peanut butter and jelly this time because James had food. So you were planning on just eating James's <laughs> just food. Took some, some, I took like a knife. <laughs> was, a bow. Was it, the ra- was it the Rambo knife? Oh, I had, had a compass Rambo in knife. the back it definitely of it was. And the fucking fishing line so and I all told, that shit. I snuck off and I was going to stay in the woods. And James was like, why don't you stay in my dad's shed? Because his dad had like riding lawnmowers and motorcycles and cool shit. So you got to smell like gas for the 30 minutes. No, his show was pretty nice, actually. He kept like, he had a one of those aluminum like overhangs on the side. That's where all the vehicles stay. That's where all his tools and shit were. Okay. So I was in there and I was all comfy, tucked away for the night. Hadn't really thought too far ahead of what I was going to do. And next thing I know, I hear the gate open and I hear James go, Can your mom's here. I get out and I just give him that look you give your friends when you know they sold you out. And he's like, she called crying, man. She called crying. Fuck you, James. You need to get out right now. Yeah, you're all hysterical now. You weren't hysterical when you were grounding me. Um, so you basically were so much of a bitch when it came to getting in trouble that you would run away from your problem. I not figuratively, literally I'm run away from your bitch. problems. I just don't accept you bullshit. You're so much of a bitch about getting in trouble. <laughs> I am not a bitch. I just did not accept. <laughs> no, five-year-old fascism. and teenage <laughs> and teenage Kenny was a bitch, dude. No, let's be honest. I just didn't accept fascism. It wasn't fascism. It was, their ha- it, was, it was their house, their rules. You couldn't live by their rules, so you Correct. ran away. So I ran. Like a bitch. I left like a man, like a bitch, like a man, like a bitch, no. like a little bitch man. No, letting letting my mom take my money out of my bank account for not doing the dishes with me, bitch, <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> can't believe you, you took the L on that one, dude. Uh, I just can't believe that you would run away rather than just getting in trouble. Like yeah, I really, didn't ever think half the time you knew me, I was running away. I was living with David and his dad from fifteen on. What, did did you ever stop to think that maybe my life would be easier if I just stopped acting Fuck like easy. an asshole? Easy's for pussies. Dude, you lived in a trailer where the floor was missing in the bathroom. Like, we can literally see nature. Like I said in other podcasts many times before, I bust myself into the because <laughs> I'm like, legit. We talked about this on a previous podcast. The difficulty was it was it like medium, and you were like, "Let's turn it up to hardcore." <laughs> it's like my South Park character was Mexican, and I wanted to be like dark skinned black. <laughs> That's the most savage thing I've seen on a video game in my entire yeah, life. The fact dude. that your level, your difficulty level, determines the color of your character's skin that was brilliant. Like if you want to make a very dark character, that it's is very, very difficult. Hard. It's I'm very like, hard. holy shit, dude. I just I, I still go back to the fact that I never ran away from home that way. I would I would whine and bitch and talk about how I was gonna run run away from, ugh, run away from home. Cause but you're a little bitch. You were scared. No, I, I actually stayed and faced my problems like a man. Do you face my problems? As opposed to being a bitch <laughs> yeah. who ran away. Says the guy time. who used to get his ass whipped with a cowboy belt. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> Back then I was a. Uh, you're a man. Your dad would have killed your dog. 
<laughs> I wasn't there. What was I going to do? He snuck out in the middle of the night with the dog. Yeah. Okay. Knew you weren't a man. Because <laughs> he knew that dog was if, possessed if by a demon. They obviously. wouldn't have had time to worry about no possessed dog if I had been their kid. They would have been busy looking for me under the trailers. <laughs> I did hide under my uh, bed one time. And I had, in my head, I had it all plotted out. I had some like coat hangers I had fashioned into weapons. Like I was going savage. I was going native on them. So you were hanging out under your bed plotting to kill your parents? Am I hearing this correctly? I was just going to defend my under-the-bed territory (laughs) with my life if necessary. So if your mom... We seceded. (laughs) If your mom came into the room and tried to reach under the bed to get you... We seceded for for bedroom rights. (laughs) You were saying that you had basically... I might have to hit her with my my, uh, compound bow I was making out of coat hangers. So you annexed the area under your basement. Under the bed. For... can Canada, I guess, or whatever <laughs> we're calling Can under the bed land. <laughs> so you had annexed this area. And you Keep in mind, this is when I was young enough to where under the bed was someplace you could hang out. Uh, like, if I tried to go under the bed now, I'd be like, God damn it, I'm stuck. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Right around fucking 15, 16. I have to wiggle my ass out of this bed. If something's too far under the bed, I'm like, I guess it's lost forever now. <laughs> just Don't lie, there. you get a shoe. <laughs> try to scrape it out. I'll get the broom. Shoe. I'll get the broom and like, try to push it out. I um, got this. <laughs> I never ran away like that. Like The worst story I had was, um, not the worst story, but like one of the stories I have is when Christopher was still playing football and stuff, one of his teammates had gotten a bad report card one day, so he decides he's not coming home. I just wouldn't give it to my parents. I'm like, I've lost it. No, well, <laughs> I, I, we can talk about bad report cards in a minute, but when, I was, uh, when we get home that day, we get a phone call from his parents going, have you guys seen Alex? We, we haven't found him today. And we're like, uh, no. So all the football parents get together to go like searching for this kid. And let's, it's a whole fucking thing. Like we're going from house to house. Oh, been like, we're, that's tragic. Y'all need to call the police. We're riding through neighborhoods. Like, like we're looking for a lost dog. Like kid. Alex, Alex. Like, we couldn't find him anywhere. Finally, his parents double back to the house and look under the fucking uh, van in the driveway. He basically had snuck himself at home, got into the driveway of the house and decided, I'm not going in. I'm not doing this. And hid under the van in their driveway. And he well, had, y'all were searching everywhere. Nobody bothered to look at the fucking yard. Well, I don't think he was under the under the fucking van the whole time. I don't think he had done that. But uh-huh. like, he had basically like hidden himself like in different places. I promise like, as a kid he didn't get too creative. I mean, it's not like he ran down this war is Mexico. It was like, Miguel, I need you to get me across the border without any papers. <laughs> It hurry was, up, hurry up. It was dead. What are we going to do with this ankle high deep river? <laughs> it was dead fucking serious there. Like, we all met at a middle school and we're like, okay, this is where we think he might be. <laughs> <laughs> fucking drama queens. Dude, we had fucking flashlights. Dude, it was serious back then. Dude, we thought one of these kids, this kid was gone. He might be getting molested. <laughs> it wasn't that he might be getting molested. He probably was. Nobody we couldn't wants to find molest your kids. Most of, most of your kids are ugly. <laughs> Why are you trying to tell people that their children are ugly? Because they are. We live in bubbles and they're not true. We lie to each other. Oh, your kids are so cute. No, they look like little fucking terrorists. Listen, if you're listening to the show, I'm sure you have beautiful children, okay? Most of you don't. Some of you do have beautiful children, but the vast majority of you probably don't. Most of you have probably absolutely 
playing children. And then like another small percentage of you probably have actually ugly children. <laughs> so, Why aren't you trying to convince the majority the audience of the children that they are have just ugly there children. and they're not going to be special. They're just going to be fucking little worker drones in society. That's just how it is. No, dude. Everybody who has a kid is going to have a special child. No. That's what happens. It's not true. My kid is different than everybody else. Is he taking a year off of college still? No, he's not taking a year off of college. He's just, you know, sitting at my house playing video games. <laughs> drone. <laughs> that- That's the sound of a drone flying by back and forth. <laughs> Collect my pollen. Take the pollen back. Collect some pollen. Take the pollen back. It's okay. It's what most of them are made for. So now we've gone from talking about you running away from home to you trying to convince the audience that their children are ugly or average, and they're just most of them drones. are average. That's what the word "average" means. <laughs> the vast majority of them blend in. Um, my child is not average. Okay. okay, and everyone who has a child knows that their child is not average. Okay? Not trying to so, fill any, any blanks in with those fucking pack of dogs you got or anything, or <laughs> make you want to adopt every two weeks. <laughs> look, okay. not looking for some fulfillment that's missing there or anything. No. No, we got all the fulfillment we needed. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah, you shut your goddamn mouth. You keep talking her down. <laughs> so are, I might be having a teenager movie. And Shane, that's a horrible idea. You can do something about that. You can't let that happen. No, dude. Like when when I got talked to, like we had. Uh, we, this is even before the Harvey Weinstein thing. You definitely can't have a teenage girl living in your house now. No, hell one, no. One of my wife's cousins wanted to. Uh, come to our house and like live for a little while and like go to school and stuff. And I told my wife, I was like, look, that's fine, but she cannot be there. If I'm there, like uh, period, there's gotta be another adult present. Like it can't be that way. I'm never having any questions. Speaking of a bad charity. How's uh how's a uh, Nikki's friend doing down in uh, the one area of Savannah that got flooded from the hurricane. What do you mean? How's she doing? She's doing all right. Everything. Oh, er, so no. Her, er, so her business is doing well. That's good. Actually, we found out that uh, everything that we thought had happened with her actually wasn't. Her daughter had sold her out when that was not what she thought it was. There actually, she took the drug test. Everything was fine. You'll buy this. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it has, it I, doesn't affect me in any way. I'm just saying. I, I, it all added up. The new update does not add <laughs> so because we can't verify and because we've had some issues Cause offline because it helps Nikki sleep at night <laughs> knowing that she might not have contributed to a druggie's <laughs> downfall but if the we, spiral's down in six weeks if like something else has happened just know that oh, no, from, then, then two and two definitely equal four <laughs> that go from the count went to an eight ball <laughs> just so you know what I'm saying is because we cannot some of verify the, some of that GoFundMe count probably got smoked off some aluminum foil or a light bulb. I don't think that's what happened with it. I think they probably bought food. Okay. I think they probably bought diapers. They probably bought product to try to make a profit of it and smoked it up instead. It's probably what happened. <laughs> How did we get here, dude? What are we doing? Why are we in this area? I'm just waiting for an opportunity. <laughs> this whole time you've been sitting around going, all right, what can I, I don't borrow it? money from my friends. So when somebody else does, I like to point out to you that you're stupid <laughs> for letting people borrow money. <laughs> And then raising charity money for a drug addict is even more. Well, like I said, we can't confirm or deny that there was a drug addict involved. We were happy. Nikki lives four hours away, went on vacation for four days in the city her friend lives in. Four days her friend avoided the shit out of her after her mom called her saying, I think. Shut up, bitch. She's on drug. Uh, sorry. 
Jay Jehoshaphat <laughs> is on drugs, she, she can't she can't make a sentence normally. And I'm concerned. And then Nikki said she avoided her because she had to do her son's laundry. Well, that's very important. Like I said, children are special. They yeah, have to have good who, laundry. Who would take four days to do one person's laundry? Depends on how much laundry there was. Or how much meth they had smoked. <laughs> I bet them pants were folded to fucking back. As, as I say, I don't know. And I don't. I hope for my wife's sake that her friend isn't doing something untoward. I don't know. I really don't. I look, just man, don't. Look, we talked about how you had a blind spot and, and other people had to help you see it. It's time to sit Nikki down. <laughs> look. It's time to have the meeting. Do we need to call one of the people from the uh, from the, the, the <laughs> intervention? intervention? Yeah. <laughs> intervention. <laughs> I'm not here to judge you, Nikki. I'm not here to judge you. Everybody here is here because they care. (laughs) I just want to start out by saying that we all love you very much. But you have to quit helping your crackhead friend (laughs) and buying dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki, he wasn't going to talk about the dogs, but I I told him to say that. I I told him to throw that in because we don't need any more dogs. No more dogs. We actually went to the store today. We went out today to uh, to go buy something, and we pulled past a PetSmart, and they were packing the dogs up. And I was like, good. <laughs> I was like, we don't need to see any dogs. Just in case you decide to get any ideas, we don't need any extra dogs. By the way, babe, just waiting for her to branch out and like come home with a goat. No, um, <laughs> you say no now. No, no, no. Three weeks from now, so we have a goat. No, we're not getting a goat. I have no need for any extra animals that I have. We have a dog door. Okay, well, I'm not having a, do- a goat coming in my you dog door. Go- goat might be able to figure that shit out. Goats are not coming into my house. Okay. I'm not having an animal like that in my house. I'm just going to say my brother's goat was pretty cool. What happened to your brother's goat? He gave it to a farmer because they didn't have enough room for it. He grew up to be a real big goat. <laughs> what, what What do you mean a real big goat? I mean, he wasn't a little goat. I mean, some goats stop growing when they're like the size of like Vader. This goat did not. <laughs> this goat was like more like donkey sized almost. <laughs> He was still friendly as fuck and would eat chips out of your hand, but he was a big ass black goat <laughs> with those creepy ass goat eyes. I think his neighbors were like getting like, like hey, you gotta do something about old Lucifer you have in the backyard over there. He keeps eating all our goddamn sun chips. <laughs> Dude, that goat would go nuts for some sun chips. He was happy as fuck if you gave him sun chips. That was your best friend the rest of the day. You and Nacho. <laughs> so, are you saying that you want me to buy a goat? Is that what you're getting at? Like, you think a goat? I would think be cool? a goat would be more appropriate than another dog. Why would a goat be more? Because you got four dogs. You got enough dogs. You don't think we should just keep the motif going? Like, if you've already bought a lot of no, because like- you're not training the new ones. Your first two dogs act one way. Vader and Turkish have one set of behaviors. The new dogs, all shits. All go free, gone wild. It's it's young dogs gone wild over your house. <laughs> it is not a dog. Piper in my does. House. Piper does whatever the fuck Piper wants to do, and that's just you're you're accepted. Like, maybe if you got a goat, the goat would keep Piper in line. It's because we love Piper. Okay. If you took the goat's brush and held it out, he would headbutt it and like rub his head on the gut, on the brush. It was the awesomest thing. So are you saying you want a goat? Is that what I'm hearing? No, I don't have a yard. I don't know. I don't know. Your grandmother would love to have a goat back here. They used to have a goat when when my uh, my mom was a kid. They had a goat. When I was a kid, we had a goat. My aunt was allergic to regular milk, so they had goat from goat milk. 
Okay, let's let's stop here. <laughs> you you guys actually had goat. I did you, not. I was not born. Your yet. Parents, this is in the sixties. Your parents had goat. Milk. My mother's family had a goat because my aunt, who lives upstairs, was allergic to cow's milk. So they milked a goat for milk. Yes, for their milk, goat milk. Okay, let me just go ahead and say right now, I lived pretty hard for a little while. I lived pretty rough. Okay. Having a goat back then was like a luxury. You had your own goat. <laughs> um, but I never had to milk anything, anything whatsoever to get milk. Y'all couldn't afford a goat. <laughs> well, we had a goat for a little while. We had a goat named Billy. He acted like a dog. He was perfect. Billy was fucking. He you, was, you, if his name was Billy, I hope you didn't try to milk him. Well, I, I, first off, I would never milk a goat, <laughs> period, because nobody's allergic to fucking cow's milk in my family. But, Dude, feta cheese is awesome. Quit acting like goat milk is bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying we never had antipasta. Yes, I've had all this shit. I've had goat's cheese and fucking pastries and shit. But Whatever. listen, I never had to milk anything to get my milk is what I'm getting at, okay? My life was never that hard. Or and that I privileged. Lived, I lived <laughs> privileged. You okay. couldn't afford livestock. <laughs> We had a goat. That's what I'm trying to tell yeah, you. Yeah, but your goat, it was, that was not an udder. <laughs> I'm just hoping you weren't working it. No. <laughs> red Rocket, Red Rocket. That's not milk. <laughs> what the hell? Ah, Jesus. Shane's computer Um, wants to be the third fucking member of the podcast as usual. Well, my dad bought this goat, brought it home, and uh, put it in the yard and said, we're going to clear this land. And I'm like, okay, so this goat's going to clear all this land. <laughs> goat was probably like, no, we're not. <laughs> we had an acre of land. And when they pulled our trailer onto it, this is legitimately what it was. There was a tr- creek that ran down the middle of it. There was another little side creek that went down the middle of that. <laughs> and then there was our trailer at the back of it. And it like all flowed down to, and because there was a creek there. This doesn't sound like a strong engineering layout. No, there <laughs> the was creek a creek should never be above the trailer. <laughs> it wasn't. It was below. The trailer was on this flat piece of land. The land rolled down from the flat piece of land where the trailer was down to this little valley where there was a creek and then a side creek. Okay. And because of all the water, there was a shitload of fucking vegetation on it, and it was okay. all weeds. So my dad comes home. Instead of buying a machete <laughs> or a weed eater, my dad bought a just accepting goat. that that's where the nature line was. <laughs> that was our property, okay? That was our property. We need a big yard for our trailer. <laughs> So my dad, poor mentality is weird. <laughs> my dad I bet your grandpa was like, bought a goat for a piece of shit trailer property. It's probably not even yours. <laughs> so he bought this goat and he puts Billy Papa on probably property. Wanted to whoop his ass with that ladder again. Papa was very concerned about the way we lived. I just put <laughs> it that can, way. You need to bring Shane back to the house. So y'all <laughs> learn to live right. So yeah, he had this goat. He cleared the property. His name was Billy. He would jump on your chest. Like if you pat your chest, he'd jump up and let you pet him and stuff. And everything went fine until one winter, it was pouring down snow. It was back when it actually still snowed in Georgia before climate change was a thing. And it was like a foot and a half deep of snow outside. And suddenly our dogs <laughs> lose three their inches, mind. but in our little kid mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like a blizzard. There's <laughs> so much snow. It's just like Rudolph. But, um, Suddenly, I hear the dogs losing their mind outside, and Billy is in the yard. Why'd you leave the goat out in the snow? My, dude, my parents didn't let the dogs come in, okay? They were on <laughs> chains in the yard. Okay. As you said, poor mentality is a funny thing, okay? Okay, so the goat's out there as a sacrifice. Tied to another tree <laughs> as the dogs are barking and losing their mind. Suddenly, we hear dogs losing their shit, like fucking going crazy. And we look out the window and see our dog being tor- or our goat being torn to shreds by other dogs down the road. Who had gotten off their chains? 
Why do animals never have good endings in your <laughs> stories? It's like it's like animal serial killers. Your family was what the fuck. Y'all shouldn't have pets, dude. We were fine pet owners. Okay, everything was fine. The goat got ripped to shreds by a pack of dogs in front of me and my brother watching. Okay, you like, know how many of my animals got ripped to shreds? None of them. <laughs> You didn't have packs of wild dogs that lived in your I area. I never lost any pets till I lived with Nikki. Um, <laughs> it was like a sport. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, th- th- there was just that one, and then the. How two- long will this cat last <laughs> at the Smith household? Okay, so there was that that happened. There was the two dogs that you know got put down later. There was the dog that got killed. Okay, dog got stabbed. Have- the family of kittens your dad murdered with a pellet gun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Any birds? Any bird stories of being murdered in your house? Actually, I do have a bird story. <laughs> uh huh. And it ends in death. I don't know what actually happened because I've told this. In, I've told this intro story, but I was living with my uh, uncle, and um, when my dad had gone to jail and we had to move in with my uncle, I got to at least live Dennis on the- off the hook on this one. <laughs> well, kind of. We were only there because my dad had gone to jail, okay, so true. technically it was still, his fault. Still, <laughs> still his fault. Technically, okay. So we're hanging out over at my uncle's house, and they've got this parrot named Fancy. Okay, <laughs> things are already going south. And the parrot, they would let the parrot out to fucking fly around the house. He'd fucking come up and sit on my uncle's shoulder. My uncle loves this parrot, dude. But they would get drunk and hang out all night. And the bird would fucking hang out all night with him and shit, and he'd stay up. Well, the bird, no matter what time it would stay up till, it would fucking wake up and start squawking, like losing its fucking mind until you let it out of the cage. So typically, my uncle would wake up, put the bird on the back porch, because it was warm outside at the time, and let the bird sit out there. Well, I didn't know that the bird could open its cage <laughs> sometimes if you didn't lock it. Good job, Shane. So I put the bird on the back porch one morning cause he's squawking and I'm sleeping on the couch and like they had been up all night before fucking drinking and shit like that. I'm thinking I'm doing something great for the family, taking the bird out to the back porch. And my uncle wakes up two hours later and he's like, where's fancy. I was like, well, I'll put her on the back porch so she could calm down for a little bit. He goes, you heard her squawking at all. I was like, no, he goes, that didn't concern you. <laughs> You murdered the bird. He walks to the back porch and Fancy is gone. She has literally flown the coop. <laughs> and I spent the rest of that day running around the neighborhood because she was sitting at the tops of trees going, wah, wah. Hey, fuck it. <laughs> Look what you did. <laughs> hey, I'm up here in this tree now. <laughs> and she would fly to another tree and we ran around like calling her name. Because if you called her name, she would sometimes fly to you. She was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm not coming back. Are you out of your fucking mind? I've lived my whole life in a fucking cage. So, um, yeah. So I maybe killed a bird. Never have good endings in your household. <laughs> I killed a tank of fish. A, a sack full. of a full tank of fish, like <laughs> like a whole ten gallon tank. My I, when I lived with you, we had that placostomus die, and I'd never had a fish that was like that big die. <laughs> I just kept pouring air freshener in the tank because I didn't want to deal with it. Eventually, Nikki was like, "You have to do so." The tank is like this murky death color. You've been putting dish soap in it lately. You, now I gotta fish this fucking spiny ass placostomus out of it. I buried it in the yard. Nick got mad. I buried it. I'm like, what is this supposed to do? You should have thrown it in a trash bag and thrown it away. That would have been good smelling in the house. Put it in two trash bags. <laughs> no, my dad told me to turn the uh, heater up a little bit on the tank because it was kind of cold in the house. Just boil the fish. I did. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Not what, that's not how thermostats work. <laughs> 
Well, you're not supposed to have to touch them. <laughs> well, um, if there's no heat in the house at the time, it's a thermostat. <laughs> I'm saying if there was turning any- it up does not make it. No. It's it's supposed to stay at whatever temperature you set it at. So if the temperature outside drops, it just works more. You don't have to adjust it. Well, my dad had told me to, well, there and you I go. did. Okay, geniuses. So yeah, it's not my mom. But turn down the air conditioner so it works faster. That's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> it just works harder. That's not. You, you don't know how it is. Colder than we really need to be. It's going to be cold in two hours. Wondering why we're cold and it's hot outside. Because you have it at sixty-four. I think the the moral of this entire podcast is basically that Shane shouldn't have pets. Well, that and the fact that you run away from your problems because you're a little man, bitch. At least I didn't kill the pets. As far as I can tell, Kenny definitely runs away from his problems. And maybe there is something to the fact that me and my wife should never, ever own a cat at our house again. Like, never, ever, ever, ever should we ever own another cat. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break. But when we get back, we're going to talk about how sometimes your entire life can change in the flash of a laser. So check it out. We'll be right back. We will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Adam. And we encourage you to come listen to a very special program. A podcast, unlike anything you've heard before. Right, Brian? What? No, dude. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. What's our show about? We talk about comedy, sports, science, topical news, meat hunting, music, podcasting, Matthew McConaughey, vision, health and fitness, horse cocks, technical difficulties, buffaloes, popular culture, maybe a little too much about the Asians. Oh, y'all army so cute and tiny. Edits. Check us out on Twitter at Ehap Podcast. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or through our website, www.ehappodcast.com. Contact us directly through ehappodcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe on YouTube under Ehap Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Grinder. Really? We're on Facebook? I think so. Your byproducts of a lifestyle obsession. Murder, crime, poverty, these things don't concern me. What concerns me are celebrity magazines, television with 500 channels, some guy's name on my underwear, Rogaine, Viagra, Lestra. Martha Stewart. Fuck Martha Stewart. Martha's polishing the brass on the Titanic. It's all going down, man. So fuck off with your sofa units and string green stripe patterns. I say never be complete. I say stop being perfect. I say look, let's evolve. Let the chips fall where they may. All right, Kenny. This week we're going to do a brand new commercial for Patreon. You've already been told What's what pa- you've already been told what Patreon is. Uh, I knew you, you were going to ask you me. You assume that I listen. Don't fucking ask me what Patreon is. Patreon is the place. Patreon.com/slash now let them older. Where if they go there, give us money, donate oh. to the podcast every month. Yeah, give me some money. It's for now that I'm older. It's not for Kenny. There is no place to donate to Kenny. Don't try to donate directly to Kenny. Patreon.com, if you go there, we're going to give you things like stickers, T-shirts, unreleased content. We're also going to have Kenny do a shout-out where he talks about you directly, and he's going to do his best to make it as nice as possible. No, I'm not.
name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. In the future, roving bands of comic book podcasts will savage the wasteland, once known as the Internet. One podcast, the Grawlix Podcast, may not be the biggest, may not be the funniest, may not be the most well-spoken. Wait, what was my point again? Oh yes, the Grawlix Podcast. Listen to it at GrawlixPodcast.com. That's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Now that I'm older, I'm white trash and I'm in trouble. The Give me some more of that story. bacon. <laughs> I'll tell you anything for the right amount of bacon. So the other day, I, uh, I tell Kenny that I had a uh, medical procedure recently. It was very... Um, yeah, Shane is... Uh, Hold on, let me let me tell it because this is actually very emotional. Yeah, because um, you're less of a man now. Well, I'm kind of half the man I used to be. Half the man <laughs> I used to be. So I decided recently, me and my wife had the conversation. We were going to completely end the possibility of having children. We're we're done with the whole. What he's thing. trying to say is he got his nuts cut. No, that's what I'm saying. I got fucking <laughs> I got everything clipped down there, so I fucking went have it. Well, the the here's the really 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 weird thing is um. They had to pin back my actual junk, <laughs> like to keep it out of the way and shit. It was like well, when they had to pin it back. I mean, like, it was basically like a paperclip sort of thing that they used. Like, uh-uh. they, no, they put something around it and then like pinned it away. Like, like they couldn't they just like open the like put on some drawers that just had to open it for the nuts and leave your junk all covered up by the uh, tidy whities No, no. Like you can't. First off, they you can wear tidy whities or boxer briefs, which I chose the boxer briefs route. And the whole time, like the doctor, first off, my doctor had an earring. <laughs> okay. So in well, the video. At least you know he's used to hear the balls. <laughs> Why does that have to have anything to do going. with his ability? To, to, you don't need to know if you don't know. Keep going. So I'm watching the pre-video. Like they have you sit down in the room. And this is before you've taken your pants off, before anything's happened. There's a video? <laughs> <laughs> I would want to know as little. I'd be like, no, I don't want to watch the video. I'm, I'm on a couple Xanax. I'm not going to lie to you people. I just want this to go in and out. And I don't want to know anything. I want The less I know, the better. So there's a video. I really want to be anesthetized. They sit down and they say, listen, the guy sits down in the video. And it's like got like peaceful music playing in the background, like acoustic like, guitar. This is, I wonder if this is like the same like rules they're trying to make women who are getting abortions get there. You have to watch some lame video. Are you sure you want your nuts cut? That's exactly what he says. He goes, I know what you're going. Where are you going with this? He's like, so by now you've probably had the conversation with your wife that you're done having children, or with your significant other, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever. And like he's trying to be so reassuring. Do they the whole tell time. you? Do they, are you sure done giving girls facials? Dude, stuff still comes out. Okay, yeah, it's but the, it's not the same. <laughs> Why is it not the same? All the good stuff's not there anymore. It's been cut away. Dude, everything still works exactly the way it used Apparently to Apparently it does not, or that except would be a now, waste of five grand. And now, except now, I'm firing blanks. That's all I'm saying, okay? Man. So you sit down you for the video. try to stop a bank robber with some blanks and see how that goes for you. <laughs> you sit down with the video. That stole my heart. I want to give her a shot. And every single time I'm watching the, the – or not every single time. Every every like second I'm watching the video is he's talking about like – 
you know, this is what we're going to do. Like he goes through the procedure. I don't want to hear about my nuts being cut. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. This is a tactical fail on their part. He's going through every single thing that's going to happen. And he's like, okay, now and the, the doctor is the one talking to you in the video. And he's like, okay, now I'm going to be back in the room any minute now. So it's like, it's almost like a magic trick or some shit. It's like way too Disney. Like I'm Kermit and I'm really in this monitor talking to you. It felt no, the exact not. way because he was Kermit and in the video talking to him because he walks into the room and sure. When do they tell you about the paperclip on your dog? <laughs> they don't. He says he comes in and his words are, "Okay, I want to. Want you to go ahead and take everything off from the waist down." And I'm like, "Okay, I've seen <laughs> some movies like, that start this way." How jail starts too. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you to cough after that. No, I didn't have to cough. Okay, like, well, it's a little bit different than jail. He's, he's going through the process, and it's almost like a dental dam that goes around the, the, uh, the actual nuts. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in the Fight Club where they're going to cut off the police exactly. balls. That's exactly what it felt like, because he puts this, like, band around my dick and then, like, pulls it out of the way with, like, a paper clip or some shit like that. Like, almost like a clip to my shirt. And I'm like, okay, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't completely weird uh, or anything. And he's going through the process. He gives me like... Suddenly my penis feels like a remote mic. Yeah, I'm not going to get into too many of the details of exactly what happened while no, we were in the room. No, I need to know. I need to know. Once you take a strap down, <laughs> do they fan your balls out like when you shave it? Or do they have like a thing that holds it all stretched out? Or do they just let it stay limp? No, it stays limp. Okay. Where it's at. You would think that would fall over the incision. Well, they do it with a laser. Okay. So, <laughs> you got your ball Star Wars. Yes. Phasers was... set to no babies. <laughs> set to impotent. <laughs> oh, nigga, that's the shit that didn't go right. Is that? <laughs> that's not supposed to be the outcome. Um, that's not the outcome. Everything's still fine down there, but it's it, it, the, the, <laughs> the problem slip. came in when the fact that the guy gave me the local anesthetic to make sure that nothing hurt. And he started going at it with the laser and it was like, sir, sir, sir. <laughs> Aesthetics not working enough. Sir, sir. I'm going to need you to stop. Let's step back though. There's not be, there's gotta be no pleasant way to get the anesthesia in the first place. Oh, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's not, there's, there's no way to sugarcoat a guy putting something into your dick when it's trying so to, they, to, they give it to you into the, the dick actual, or the balls. The actual balls. So you get a shot in the scrotum. Yes. Like not on the like, not on your pubic bone, not on your thigh, not in that little greasy region between your thigh and pubic bone where what you, you get the rash in summer. What you can't <laughs> see is my skin crawling as I'm shaking my head saying no, no, it goes directly in. And he's like, little pinch, little pinch, little pinch like, my nuts, <laughs> literally, little pinch on your nuts. So I'm sitting there like balling my fists up, grinding my teeth, and like, God damn it, just need to be over now. So he, do, do they offer the option to be asleep? No. Fuck this. <laughs> okay, keep going. Literally, I was in and out of the office in like 30 minutes. And the whole time this is going on, the dude's having a conversation with me, like a full-on conversation. Like, we're talking about the weather. We're talking about I what's going I'm on. I'm going to put a stop to that show. Like, I can't really focus right now, sir. You just have to let me go somewhere else. <laughs> you can talk to me. You're pulling me back. I'm, I'm in. I'm in Hawaii now. Me, I'm pulling Hawaii. me into the moment, sir. I want to be out of the moment. You're pulling me into I'm it. I'm a master at denying reality, and you are fucking that up right now. So yeah, he talked to me the whole time, and um. All right, so first of all, back to the injection. <laughs> we're not we're just going over these parts. So you get a shot in the nuts. I do, and I've had a shot in the mouth. Which one's worth? Dental shot. Shot in the <laughs> mouth, way worse. 
Okay, so it's not that bad. You're making no, bad no, it was well. It, it wasn't pleasant. I'm not saying well, it was I fucking... mean, yeah, it's not pleasant when they give you the needle to give you numb. Okay, in the in, to the in, point where I've had fillings done without being numb because I don't like being numb at all. Well, okay, and well, it, it was that sucked too, but it was at least over when it was over, and I didn't have to walk around being all like, ah. <laughs> you do get those few minutes where you feel like a zombie from The Walking Dead, try, and then you're hungry because I'm hungry after everything. <laughs> It's a dental work done now. Walking makes you hungry. So. And I can't, can't eat my sandwich without looking like a fucking retard. Oh, dude, the best part is trying to swallow. Biting the shit out of your tongue. Biting okay. the side of your mouth. So at least you have to shit. worry about biting your nuts. <laughs> so that's not going to be Thank an issue. Thank God for that. Yeah, I'd have to give you a cone of shame because you can't reach. <laughs> well, they did, but it had, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we all know you're not that flexible. <laughs> um, no, it went around the actual pee. Never mind. But so let's go back. <laughs> you've, you've now been injected. I imagine there's a town time there. Well, there's like a few let seconds. Kick like, in. And again, he's still talking to me. Like, like you said, you know, like trying to like, is he really talking to you? Or is the screen talking to you again? <laughs> he was in the room okay. with his, ear- and again, I'm focused on him and his earring. <laughs> Dude, you have it. And like, he had shaggy hair. Like, did like- he give you any like pointers or any like compliments about your junk? No, no, he was very clinical about the junk thing. Uh, um, I mean, it's not special. <laughs> my junk was too special, David. My doctor always mentions mine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should get a new doctor, dude. I think things are going differently for you. I've had different doctors; they all mention it. Okay, I think you need to start going to that one practice. No, it's different practices and girls. Okay, let's just say there's an episode of the league that reminds me of myself. Okay. So sizes and everything. <laughs> so the doctors were talking about your penis all the time. It's, it's unique. Okay. Just because it has a weird curve to it or whatever. No, it, it doesn't. Dude. That's a, it's actually the complete opposite. There's absolutely no curve to it. Okay. We're going <laughs> to pull the show over here because we're not talking about your penis anymore. It's okay? clinically ideal. <laughs> Even girls comment on it. I told- My God. Like if you looked at a book. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> When girls say they don't want dick pics, that doesn't apply to me. I don't want to talk about dicks or pics with you. I don't want to talk about I don't blame you. I don't blame me. Most people feel insecure once they find out. I can go ahead and be 100% assured when I say that I am not jealous <laughs> or worried about your penis, okay? Um, so getting getting back to it, though, after everything's over, Mine there's a still second... works and everything. <laughs> Mine's still got the original parts. Well, you enjoy, <laughs> you enjoy that if one of these 22-year-old cam models you bring over comes up pregnant. No, I don't fucking know. You enjoy that. <laughs> ain't, no accidental go cream, ahead. ain't no accidental cream pies around her. <laughs> Just no. go ahead and talk about how lucky you are there and everything are so still works. many other options <laughs> than... than Fucking it up and nothing in a bitch. Actually, I believe there there's condoms, probably... there's a face, there's titties, there's Stop. fucking a tissue that will not fucking need child support. There's a fucking sock in the floor somewhere. And there's so many options that don't end up with 18 years of servitude. I'm willing to bet that you're going to end up with, with some girl no, who's going to be pregnant. I bet I'm not. I'll bet. Go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and write in your I'll bet you $100,000 over 18 years. <laughs> it will not happen. Just remember this: if uh, if some girl does call, unless a bitch like saves some of it, gets it into a vial, and goes and puts it up in herself with some turkey baster or some shit later, that's the only way that shit's gonna happen. 
Do you honestly believe that you're that important that a girl would save your sperm in a fucking condom? Duh. Like after you go to the, you go to the bathroom. Ba- they have to check those condoms out. And they have to leave. They can't leave with them. You you have a condom. I have, I have a semen control scenario. <laughs> okay, there's protocols and there are things in place to protect myself. Yes. Are we serious with this? Like, got serial you, numbers written down and everything. Don't make me sue you, Trojan. Well, <laughs> at this point, with the way things have gone in the world for the whole sexual thing that's going on right now with like pretty much every guy. Oh, I've got sexual, like 18 different consent forms. <laughs> being a single person must be the scariest proposition in the world. As of point. right now, if I walk up to a girl at a bar, the first thing I open with is I'm going to need you to sign this paperwork. What is this paperwork? This says I'm allowed to talk to you. Nothing more, <laughs> nothing less. This is not obligated to any kind of sexual innuendos. This just gives me permission to approach you as an interested male. I'm going to need you to sign <laughs> if here. If you don't sign this, I'm going to have to like ask you to leave the bar. <laughs> I'm going to need you to sign here. I'm going to need you to initial here, initial here, initial here, initial here. If not, you're going to stay 100 yards away from me. <laughs> so going back to the procedure, there's a second video. You okay, hold watch. on. So now they've numbed you up. okay so we flashed back let's get back to the subject here now you're numb what's he do with your balls now um like i said they're kind of just hanging out no they're in kind of a dental dam where they're like up on display so he can do everything he needs to do like a turkey i didn't look i'll be dead honest (laughs) you you. gotta imagine you gotta know what it felt like did they have it felt like were they spread eagle or were they just resting gently For any ladies who are listening to the podcast right now, the next couple of seconds are going to sound completely foreign, but I'm going to talk to all the guys in the audience. We okay? want to know, because some of us have thought about this, and we need to know what's going on. So what, so, what position are your balls in at this point? You've so imagine if you took your your the, the penile area and you were to pin it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were there. You, we already got and that. And then you took your fingers, like your finger, your We got it. The rubber band thumb. around it like in Fight Club. And we're that's, what they, that's okay. what they look like. They're so sitting there. So like, you're giblets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So you're giblet bagged. Okay. So I'm literally, literally hanging brain right now. Okay. So you're giblet bag. Gravy's, <laughs> gravy's being made currently, but gravy will be no more. Yeah. So <laughs> I've, I've got the heavy bag position where so, it's like sitting there. So with the laser, is there even an incision or does this go through the skin like that laser hair removal? Again, it goes, it's a, it's an incision that I actually make through with the laser and everything like that. And as soon as he gets to the laser point, he's like, okay, little, uh, little prick. <laughs> Who's <laughs> <laughs> the laugh does you that they're lying out their ass? Um, so he's like, just gonna just gonna be a little, uh, little, little pinch. So how big is the is the scar? Um, it's not very big at all. It's honestly like that. It's like really Couple millimeters. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm holding like half an inch in between my fingers. Half an inch is huge. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on like the that. bottom. It's on the- There's a centimeter or half a centimeter. It was small. Okay, okay. Small. so it, it, but the bad part comes when he gets the laser down there and he's like, okay, little pinch. And I'm like, sir, sir, sir. This is before I or after the incision. This is after, this is like during the incision, when he's doing the incision on the actual bag. Okay. <laughs> when he's going so through he's my bag. So he's not even got the organ yet. No, he's in the outer layers of skin. And I'm like, sir, I feel that. I feel everything. Stop, <laughs> sir. Stop. So we have to go through another injection. <laughs> That's where you fucked up. You should have just taken it like a man. And I'm like, it's no problem because every time I go to the dentist, I have to get three or four injections because my mouth is very, very sensitive to people going inside and drilling in there. He's, what do you say? He's bitch made. Keep going. I'm not the one who runs, runs away from my problems. I'm just saying. Dude, I get my feelings done without anesthesia because I'm just hard. <laughs> 
So just do it, Doc. Let's do this. There's a difference thing. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. Um, no, I want to eat afterwards. So, <laughs> so we go in and like he gives me the second injection. He waits a couple minutes, and again, still talking to me. Still got an earring and everything like that. How about the falcons? About to cut your nuts? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't you focus on my nuts, motherfucker? <laughs> so we go through the whole thing again, and the second time, I don't feel a thing. Like we literally are done in like three minutes after that. He okay. was like, he was like, in ten minutes you're gonna be out. So there's of here. a little hole, so he just sticks around, fucks around the hole till he finds the the nut line. He, he finds the fucking line. He <laughs> gets he inside. There. I don't feel anything. No, right. no, throughout this process, I feel nothing. I know there's a laser down there. I could feel pressure, but that's it. Okay, so you got you, now you're you're cauterized. Does yes. he have to do it twice, one for each side, or did he go through once? I don't remember because again, like I said, he was trying to take my mind off of it. So I don't. I didn't look down to see what all was going down down there. All I you did was definitely there. stick to hosting. You can't be our on the scene reporter. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't have you in the room to be like, all right, Kenny, let me see. Is he going Shut to the up, other doc. ball? <laughs> Shut up, doctor. He needs to focus on this. <laughs> How do your balls feel now? <laughs> all right. Let's talk about your balls, Shane. Can you get out of here? <laughs> he's cutting them right now. Shut up. <laughs> Kenny, how did you get in this room? <laughs> I just put on my scrubs. Everybody thought I belonged. <laughs> And this is how Kenny got arrested. <laughs> We're trying to come in during a procedure. Now Shane has a Me Too story. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, all I'm trying to do is make a podcast story better. Hashtag Me Too. <laughs> Kenny broke into my vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I'm just trying to make a podcast story better. Miss, Mr. Baldwin, come with us, please. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> This is America. Okay. I should be able to stand around and watch my friend. Kenny's Boston. We're trying to raise Kenny's bail money. He tried to use the laser on one of the cops. He burnt the cop's finger. I think it wasn't even a good burn either. It's like just a barely a little bit of a singe. Just enough to piss the cop off. But now he has assaulting an officer on his record. Good stuff, Kenny. So he gets for being a bitch. So yeah, then there's a video afterwards. So now now you're fucked. <laughs> well, now the doctor goes, okay, now you're going to have, now you've had your vasectomy. Everything's good. I want you to go home <coughs> and I don't want you to do anything today. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> My specialty. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I want you to do nothing. I want you to go home, lay on the couch, watch TV, read a book, whatever. Tomorrow you're going to feel great, but don't do anything tomorrow either. <laughs> So I go home that day. Everything goes fine. It's sore, but like it's not bad. Now, like I could feel now, a little bit of soreness. Did the doctor telling you not to do anything trigger any of Nikki's fun police response? No, because I immediately called her and said, "This is exactly what the doctor said." <laughs> so you 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 were proactive. <laughs> well, here's the funny part. I was hoping you could help me with the garden tonight. Nikki sends me a message during the middle of the day, going, "Hey, um, I need you to do X, Y, and Z, or ask me a question about something." I was like, "Hey, I'm kind of busy right now." And she's like, "Where are you going?" I was like. To, <laughs> get my balls cut <laughs> to the doc. She made the appointment for me. She's the one who made the goddamn appointment. She was like, I am not getting pregnant. God damn it. We have plans for shit we want to do. So look at all these dogs now. <laughs> so it was so important to Nikki that she completely forgot this life changing operation that I'm going through about your genitals, about <laughs> my junk. And I'm like, this is uh, pretty important for everybody involved. You, apparently. me, the doctor with the earring, everybody. Apparently not. Yeah, so he completely completely forgets about it. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. So the next day, I wake up. Just like the doctor said, I feel fine. But both of my dogs get out of the backyard. 
So with my fresh... Why, can, why shouldn't we get more dogs? With my, <laughs> with my fresh vasectomy, I am now chasing dogs around the neighborhood and then having to fix my fence and shit like that. So ah. there was a happy ending to the story where I end up fucking... I didn't tear anything or anything like that, but I was sore as shit the next day because I was chasing dogs. <laughs> I would make Christopher chase the dogs. Um, Nick, Christopher's always really busy, you know. Doing- His balls didn't get cut. <laughs> His balls ain't even done growing. Half the man I used to be. I'm half the man I used to be because I got my balls cut. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. We got a million more, guys. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up for the night. No. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you don't want to wrap the thing up? We can't wrap up a podcast I'm not on. It doesn't make any sense. All life have a balance. Everything be better.